Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. this turn down what's going on everybody it's your boy a double and you're now tuned in to episode 97 of do rags and boat shoes hopefully you guys got a chance to listen to last week's episode of do rags and boat shoes that i had so sassy riding shotgun with me on a number of topics great episode as always uh, much love and respect to her and to you the listener so if you haven't heard that episode please go back and listen to it tell a friend have that friend tell a friend and then have that friend tell about a thousand and two more friends okay can y'all do that for me so i just got done cooking uh it's tuesday night i normally cook on tuesday nights my wife has her grad classes she's going for her masters and um and uh what is it uh man uh in literature so um so uh so yes yeah, my night to cook is my night off from the plantation or from the first plantation because i'm here with y'all at this second side gig plantation giving y'all this realness and this work so i tried my hand at uh shrimp fried rice and you know they make those videos look so damn easy on uh you know them little facebook videos that's where i got the idea then i watched a longer youtube video got all my little uh supplies you know uh got the soy sauce got the uh the frozen peas and the carrots you know got my sesame seed oil and all this other stuff and uh you know got my shrimp my rice and you know i got the rice cooked and cooling in the fridge for hours you know so i could fry it up and we got this brand new wok that we got from our uh our uh, our wedding you know as our wedding gift and finally got to use it man i followed those instructions and that shit came out trash boy it came out horribly like it's just mush it's just brown mush with shrimp and like green onions and peas and carrots and it is disgusting and i apologize to my wife in advance uh for making that bullshit now i followed them instructions to a t and it's just uh, a horrible mess i don't know how those mexicans do it at the chinese restaurants but they need to teach me i need to go and figure something out so if my listeners don't know if you ain't from omaha you ain't part of black omaha we had a great chinese restaurant called king fong's and uh you know they would always take a little break you know towards the end of the summer and uh you know they would you know take some time off take a couple weeks off even a month off but this time they just took off and they literally took off like ain't open back up nothing and i think they're closed permanently i still drive by there just to make sure but they had some of the best shrimp fried rice in the city and some good shrimp egg foo young too that was really good with that brown gravy but uh so i figured i would try my hand at it because i ain't found anything close that could bang with 
you know that rice from my childhood you know this place was dope it had you know the marble tables and these old school like chinese paintings on the wall and uh these crazy chandeliers inside it was a very beautiful restaurant um i didn't like that they kept raising their prices on the shrimp fried rice from when i was a kid it was like six bucks and then up until they closed somehow that shit jumped up to almost 12 dollars. i don't i'm like wait what you know but anyways um yeah so that's my little story for y'all i'm sorry uh for ranting and raving but i just thought that was funny because i thought i was i thought i was killing that shit i'm flipping it in the walk and stuff and i'm like oh shit okay okay and then i'm just like oh i'm getting less confident with each flip you know and i'm just like this shit ain't working this is not working so i'm like let me add a little bit more uh sesame seed oil a little bit more uh soy sauce nah just turned it a little bit browner but it still it was not turning out good and i was just like I, i i was cooking it so long that the damn uh the shrimp started to you know get little scorch marks on it you know scores on it like it was on the grill and i was just like okay i'm done tried to eat a scoop of that man i was like fuck that i already texted my wife and was like you probably gonna have to pick something up on the way home or you can or i could heat up some leftovers for you man my black ass fucked around and just ate uh two bowls of frosted flakes for dinner man <laughs> but anyways um let's go ahead and get started on that uh good old summer jam screen uh it ain't let me see here it ain't too much to talk about i don't think i'm just fucking with y'all it's a lot to talk about um i guess the first thing we will start talking about if i can bring up my notes here man y'all bear with me for a second my phone trying to act janky i need to just start writing my notes down because instead i'd be typing them out on the little notes function on my iphone or on my laptop or my macbook and i need to stop doing that. i need to just start writing everything out because technology is a bitch you know what i'm saying i feel like the next great war or next great terrorist attack is going to be an attack on the internet and it's just going to fuck everything up but anyways let's talk about white extremism slash white supremacy is already global but it's trying to link up globally right so germany just took an l with a far-right group called the afd which is the alternative für deutschland uh, led by a guy named alexander gowland g-a-u-l-a-n-d and basically this is a far-right ring group extremist group uh pretty similar to the uh nazis here in america that's called the alt-right uh these people want to bring back a nazi regime regime and this group also celebrates germany's role in world war ii okay and they're using the term volk a lot uh which actually just means people you know uh simple people or people in the ethnic sense or a nation but hitler used it you know to describe race such as indo-european uh he also said einvolk a lot which means one nation or one race so i really want y'all to be on the lookout for that word amongst white supremacists here in the states that are uh tatophiles or german or germanophiles yeah germanophiles so which is pretty much somebody who's not of german descent but is obsessed with germany just like how you call a white person who's not from england or britain an anglophile but it's called a tatophile or germanophile 
So this group started out, this AFD group started out as an anti-European Union party back in 2013. You know, when the European Union was all together and trying to be one, the EU. But it didn't catch on until they shifted their message um, to become anti-Muslim and anti-immigration. So that's when they, the, the movement really started gaining some steam, especially during the time Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, who she just got back into the house again, um, she started letting in Middle Easterner, Easterner, Easterners trying to escape the conflict in their homeland. And so what's going on right now, they just had a major vote and this group has secured some seats in the parliament and their popularity is growing with the people of Germany, which is actually very scary right now. Right. Because you got the Nazis over here in America. Now you got these uh, these so-called real Nazis. You know, they're trying to bring that back, even though it's even though Nazi memorabilia and things like that has been outlawed and banned in this country and they recognize the horrors that they did to the jewish people the people of jewish faith during world war ii they recognized that and you know they made all these laws and things of that sorts once they were brought to heel in world war ii post-world war ii and now you know it's just it's just seeming that you know the shit is about to come back around and there's a regime that's going to you know try to take over they already secured some seats in the parliament so we will see what happens and they also plan on linking up with the french white supremacist group called the national front so this is this is trying they're trying to link up with other countries and i, I won't be surprised if they're like in reddit chat rooms or something like that or on facebook you know talking with you know white nazis here and I'm not going to call them the alt-right anymore. They're just flat-out Nazis, traitors to America. And uh, Dr. Welsing, she told us about how white supremacy is a global system. And, you know, I've seen different memes, you know, while I comb through MAGA Twitter, Make America Great Again Twitter. And it's memes, which this is crazy. There's new memes going around that say America chose the wrong side in World War II. And these people are truly sick and they have no respect for this country. Uh, these, po these folks, they only understand whiteness. And I told y'all about white supremacy disguised as patriotism. And we'll get into that deeper coming up on the next topic. Um, you know, we're seeing all of the covert racism and all the other isms that was festering under President Obama. You know, just kind of come up to the surface and now it's just showing its ugly head due to who we have in office, you know, which brings me to the next topic. And it's just, you know, this next topic we're going to talk about black men refusing to stay in their place. This is what it's all about. You know, the whole NFL debacle that we're witnessing is the result of one man standing up to injustice and protesting racism. Right. Uh, shout out to Colin Kaepernick. You know, and it's perceived that he is protesting America. So what does that tell you? If this man was out here on one knee during the anthem, protesting, standing up to injustice and racism and bringing awareness to state sanctioned violence against people of color, uh, mainly black folks. What does that tell you when people see it as he's protesting America? Is that something? Is that the cornerstone that America was built on racism? I think so. So when you're protesting racism and state-sanctioned violence, you're protesting America. And it just shows you, you know.
This is just nothing more than white supremacy disguised as patriotism is what we're witnessing first fucking hand. So the Cheeto in chief, you know, he was quick to call NFL players sons of bitches, but took his sweet time to condemn white supremacists and even called them fine people. That is crazy as cat shit, ain't it? He was just tweeting up a storm and he was talking reckless. What was he at in Alabama? Just talking greasy. And it took him so long, so fucking long, you know, a few days to condemn those white supremacists in the KKK, right? Because it was the American thing to do. In a situation like Charlottesville, the president is supposed to come out and uh, condemn them right away and try to unite the people but he just chose to further divide us right and i have a problem with these uh these bigots who are out here saying that president obama divided us when you saw a black man in supposed power that made you feel a certain way because you felt like the world is getting darker and you can't imagine a world without whiteness right or you can't you were told your whole life that whiteness was just good enough your whole life all you seen was white male presidents that's all you saw that's all who you saw in power you know only black people you saw in power were the ones that was you know dancing singing telling jokes or running around with a ball that's it they had money right i shouldn't even say power but had money and influence and so you felt like for eight years you were cuckolded. You started seeing all these influx of Hispanics come in. The Hispanics came in and passed blacks as the top minority group in America, supposedly. And now you're just kind of panicking. And then you've seen the Asians trying to, you know, pretty much they've been doing their own thing with their own small businesses and branching off in the tech field along with uh, Indians um now you're just like oh shit being white just isn't good enough but you were told that being white was good enough and you grew up in a time these are for the older white folks where white was good enough when you just you know you had the complexion for the elevation you know you had the complexion for the connection you know and now it's now with globalization and you can look at former presidents that you liked and loved who started, you know, pushing businesses out into different countries and things like that. And they started learning the ways of America and America doesn't stand like it does in the brochure that said that you can come here and, you know, make it and all this other shit. Now, with the emergence of the Internet and things of that sort, you can kind of just see how America did its thing. And then other countries are taking that and building their own or people are coming in here, getting an education and then going back home and building their own. Right. So then you're you're just boohooing and you need somebody to blame. And so now you're blaming President Obama, former President Obama, right? And you hated seeing these uppity-ass Negroes out here hooting and hollering and celebrating both of his victories, right? So now that you got a literal white supremacist, a literal white supremacist in the office, right? Just outright, just, you know, hate them darkies. Now you feel that the country has been divided and you blame president obama for the rise of trump 
for saying that you voted for Trump because of Obama, because you were under a um, socialist regime. And now you're going to the other extreme and just being uh, being a fascist. That's it. Right. So I get so tired of seeing people say that, well, this country's been divided since Obama. And it's like, how? Like, tell me how. Like when he was elected, when nobody saying this when he won the election, right? When everybody was in the dumps, we're on a financial brink of having a, um, when the economy collapses, a depression, right? We're right at the brink of it. You know, just a few dollars from being in a whole last depression, right? And then you got this guy comes in and just creates this bill and just bails everything out, bails everybody out. And now all of a sudden shit is going good. Then it's just like, well, it ain't going too good because these Negroes are out here acting all uppity and shit. So it's like, get the fuck out of here when you're talking about the country has been divided. Well, it's more divided now than ever, right? Just boom, just divided. I went off on a tangent and I'm sorry about that. But I say that to say this. The whole kneeling, you know, during the uh, anthem, the national anthem has been co-opted now and it's turned into this thing to be like anti-Trump or I'm standing up to Trump. You know, I see people like celebrating like, yeah, more players are kneeling. Yeah. But that's only because they got permission from their owners. How many of these owners did you see out there with their players, either arms in arm, arm in arm or release a statement? You know, while the other guys were kneeling, they were standing arm in arm with players. They got permission to do it. Like, what really tripped me out was just seeing the whole uh, Dallas Cowboys thing, like kneeling before the anthem to show solidarity. And then you got folks who are complaining about that, and they nobody kneeled during the anthem with the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody. It kneeled before the anthem to show and I quote, should show solidarity with the team and the NFL because of what President Trump has said and how he tried to attack the NFL. He tried to attack the shield. And these are a lot of billionaires who own these teams. That's a lot of money. And they know that you're fucking with their money by calling out their players, right? So if, if this was really about, you know, injustice and bring in awareness to state sanctioned killings a lot of these people a lot of these owners and teams they would have been signed kaepernick right they would have been done that but this whole kneeling was a to show that the nfl is one and we are against the president and i've even seen this on twitter people are talking about uh that would be cool if people kneeled uh as to show opposition to president trump so essentially this kneeling take a knee that you see this hashtag this ain't nothing but the damn uh ice bucket challenge that's this is all that it is it's something cute now you know none of these guys are really most of these guys the majority of these guys wasn't standing with cap excuse me standing with kaepernick at all you know what i'm saying um like i said you know the knee is turned into some anti-trump thing which is bullshit and it's just another way to not address systematic white supremacy and state violence against people of color, mainly blacks. And I tell y'all this 
I knew kneeling had been co-opted once I saw Ray Lewis's black ass on both his knees. Now, I don't know if he was protesting on one knee and praying on the other one for beating that murder charge. I don't know. But this man went and skinned and grinned with President Trump, the Cheeto in chief, when he first got into the White House. And now and then he shitted on cap. And now all of a sudden he's down on both knees. You know, showing solidarity with his team. It ain't safe for coons. It ain't. <laughs> the brother uh, Tariq said that. It's because so many people are waking up to the bullshit. And that's what I said was going to be one benefit of Trump getting into office because it's just so out there, just overt racism, just in your face. Black folks will jump on code and be like, yo, this shit ain't flying and the shit is not flying. And now the coons are just like, I don't know which side to choose, but these niggas look a little bit more angry, so I'm going to just stay with them because I don't want to get my head chopped off, so to speak, right? So let's go back to what I was talking about with Jerry Jones and things of that source and the Dallas Cowboys kneeling beforehand. You know, they took a knee before. And I remember when somebody tried to call Dez Bryant out on Twitter about him not speaking up. And I quote what he said. He said, bruh, it's the wrong place and time to be talking about that. I care about my black people at the same time I have a family. And that's all that means is I'm shutting the fuck up because I can't lose this good job. You know what I'm saying? And I will say it again. That need was for the NFL and team solidarity. That was not about bringing attention to white supremacy and to uh, these state-sanctioned killings. I don't know how many times I can say this. And let's talk about some of these reactions to what was going on. Did y'all see the Wall Street Journal article about DirecTV letting white folks cancel their NFL Sunday ticket package? If they used the protest excuse, if they were so disgusted by these big black burly millionaire men with their big black dicks swinging all over, tempting these white women, had the audacity to kneel and disrespect the flag in this country and veterans and my white ass. I can delete, I can cancel this package and get a refund. Like, look how quick whiteness fucking works. Ain't this crazy? The system works amazingly for white folks. And they were saying in the article that the customer service reps were getting so many calls flooded in about the NFL Sunday ticket package that they just, you know, they were telling customers, okay, yep, we'll cancel it. Yep, we'll cancel it and offering refunds and all this kind of shit. You know how crazy that is for a entertainment company like that to just cave in so many times. You know how many times I didn't, well, when I first started out with my local cable company, Cox Cable, it's been a few times where they're just like, nah, we ain't gonna waive that fee. Nah. But I've been with them, what, almost seven years now and they they waive all my fees and shit but off rip 
when I first started with them, they they was not playing that shit. Rate hikes, uh, late fees, things of that sort. Like, no, no. Once you bought the package, that's it. You're locked in for a whole year. But that is fucking wild, right? It is so wild. And then what's even crazier, did y'all read the story about Eric uh, Nikisher? Nikisher? This is a guy, a white stadium worker for the Buffalo Bills. He quit due to the kneeling. And what's even... Before I even get into that, everybody was bigging up LaShawn McCoy for stretching during the national anthem. Motherfuck LaShawn McCoy. If y'all don't remember, it was a few weeks back or a month back... He was talking about because the Bills needed a quarterback and they were talking about would you bring Cap in? He was just like, he's a distraction. He's not that good. Just sounded like a plantation slave. But once he got permission from the league and the owners to kneel and do what the fuck he wants, then he's up here stretching and shit. That motherfucker can eat a whole ass diseased dick. And that's on everything that I love. I hate a motherfucker like that. You know what I'm saying? You shitting on this brother, you know, who's standing up for everybody, risking his job and just his livelihood, essentially, because of all the death threats that he got. And you get your black ass on TV and you just slandering this man because you don't want to, you know, you're too scared, you know, to tell the truth. But you up here, you stretching and shit like that. Motherfuck you. But anyway, so let's get back to this Eric uh, Nakisha guy. So he's been working at the stadium and for the Bills for over 30 years of his life. So he listened to the whole anthem and he said he took off his hat, took off his shirt and he quit. You know, and then he had the audacity. Why why, why are y'all always, why are all bigots, you know, who really use white supremacy and try to disguise it as patriotism? They always have this to say. Uh, let me, let me get, let me find this quote real quick. Give me just a second. He said... I believe people have the right to protest. I just don't believe that's the proper venue for it. You know, when these when these bigots say that, I just want to know where and when is the proper time to do it. Because according to these bigots, I feel like the time that would be great for them is probably like 10.48 p.m. on a Sunday night in an empty parking garage that's scheduled to be demolished that following Monday. That, that's that'll probably that's the probably the perfect time for them right and then also check check this out this just broke the muse uh, fire department in cecil township pennsylvania you know they confirmed that their uh volunteer police chief fire chief i'm sorry not police chief fire chief paul smith you know he resigned after his uh facebook status went public you know, he said that Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, has been added to his list of no good niggers and put, yes, I said that afterwards. Then he up here talking about he's embarrassed when he was talking about he, he resigned. He sent a Facebook message to the uh, local news station talking about he embarrassed. You weren't embarrassed when you made the status because after you said he was added to the list of no good niggers, you said, yes, I said that. So you knew exactly what the fuck you said. You just you just mad because it, it just went viral. If it didn't go viral and people didn't hold your ass to the flame, you you would just let that cook and let it rot. So I wonder, 
how many bigots out there got a list of no good niggers like do y'all just have it like in y'all facebook you know like do you have it just in like facebook messages or something like a, a message to yourself or do you have it in your notes on your iphone or do you have like a microsoft word app that just has a list or do you just or you might be old school and you might just have like a like one of them old school like detective notebooks you know that flip up that you can put in your back pocket one of them little notepads and you probably just got like no good niggers you know you just got a whole list that you've been you know writing since like 72 or some shit like that because that's weird ain't it just fucking odd but uh he was mad at mike tomlin because he didn't have his players come out during the national anthem only one uh hispanic coon came out and he was uh put his hand over his heart this white hispanic named villanueva uh a uh, offensive lineman he was the only one who came out but mike tomlin said during the the team meeting they had 100 percent cooperation but then the coon spirit came over that white hispanic and he had to run out there and put his hand over his heart to show that he was a good white hispanic right so this is what's crazy to me about this fire chief though did he know about players they just stayed in the locker room prior to 2009 like the department of uh defense and the national guard they spent millions of dollars to have the shield aka the nfl display these grand gestures of patriotism to boost recruitment into the armed services due to the war in iraq and all the backlash of troops fighting an endless war right because people was went to shit just like bring the troops home these motherfuckers been fighting over here for years and it's just like one tweeter named stereo the second said they don't love the flag they hate your black ass for not doing what you're told that's all what it boils down to that's what the fuck it boils down to and um i ain't got no more to, else to say hove what you got don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you tyrone biggums for that lovely intro and before we get started in selling hope like dope did y'all see that nascar came out and was like uh they will offer suspensions or you know there will be punishments handed down if their drivers protest the anthem which is wild as fuck because nobody in nascar i feel isn't going to you know protest the uh you know show a sign of uh, protest to bring attention to racial inequality and state sanctioned killings there's no it's all white dudes except for what danica patrick and um yeah but what's even uh crazier uh dale earnhardt jr dale jr posted a tweet a, a quote from jfk and he said that uh, all americans are granted rights to peaceful protests those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable and uh i was surprised to see dale earnhardt jr tweet that out because uh it just it just blew me away i'm like maybe there is more than than driving in a circle at very high speeds to these men so shout out to him i know it was just a tweet but um i don't know maybe he gets it maybe he does but um selling hope like dope i don't really want to talk about it but i guess i'll touch on it uh i guess i'll 
talk a little bit about the very smart brothers article that's been just making its way through the uh through the whole uh i don't know black twitter facebook just all over social media and podcasts and radio shows and things of that sort and um there's art if you don't know you've been sleeping under a rock they said that straight black men are the white people of black society this article was it was just a blog post it wasn't an article at all uh it didn't have any facts in it didn't have any data in it it was just basically an i feel moment that's all that it was i feel you know that's all that it was um and uh it was it was very puzzling to me to see this come out in a time where black men were standing behind jamel hill when this was right at right after she was catching hell from espn and from the president for her comments calling out the president and you know brother stood with her the National Association of Black Journalists, you know, came and visited her. A bunch of brothers did and, you know, things of that sort. And it's always something divisive comes out when black folks are all on the same page. Because we all like, yeah, we got your back, Jamel. Yeah, we got you. We got you. This article comes out and it's just like, whoa, what in the flying fuck? Like, where did this come from? It was just like blindsided, right? By this writer named Damon Young. And, uh... So it started talking about like the article starts off talking about the relationship that black men have with white America. Right. So this this is a problem in itself, you know, saying that, you know, how black men die earlier than black women and just, you know, before that, mainly around the age 70, how were the uh, lowest educated, um, you know, all mass incarceration and uh money wise it's just so he names all these disadvantages that black men have when it comes to america but all of a sudden we got all these advantages within black society and i'm trying to figure out what advantages that do we do have and i think that it's just like street harassment you know dusty niggas out in the street cat calling i guess that's a privilege and we talk about privilege and power what is your definition of it then because we don't control any wealth we don't control any resources we can't tell other black folks where they need to live at we don't determine that and we don't have the power to basically keep you out of a job or anything like that so how are black men the white people of black society it's very puzzling to me and uh to me it it, it seemed like the article was talking about black male privilege is being killed by police and having your name out there after you die and people marching for you but black men get killed by police more than anybody and it happens more frequently so of course you're going to catch wind of a black man being assassinated by a cop it's just more of us dying and more of us being locked up than any other group and that's just a fact and we've had you know people riding out for rakia boyd um for sandra bland i i i'm very puzzled by this and what's even crazier is when people were you know riding for sandra bland may she rest in peace there was a bunch of gay black men and i wish i would have saved these tweets 
there was a bunch of gay black men who were shitting on Sandra Bland because of her views on homosexuality. Somebody pulled up either her Twitter or her Facebook. And then all these black gays were just kind of shitting on her, was just saying, fuck her, and I'm not going to say her name and shit like that. So just tell me how are straight black men, the white, again, the white people of black society, how? So I named two privileges, catcalling and being killed by police more than any other group. So those are the two privileges. That's what we think power is, right? And just everybody arguing. I didn't really want to do this because this just reminds me of black folks just sitting up bullshitting each other and not focus on who's the real threat. You know what I'm saying? Which is systematic oppression, you know, racism, white supremacy. But we just sitting up on the plantation arguing back and forth because that's the easy thing to do. It's easier to attack somebody that looks like you who doesn't have any real power. It's just it's so fucking easy to do that. Right. And then he talks about the My Brother's Keeper initiative, how that's a privilege uh, for black men. But My Brother's Keeper was actually for men of color. So if you go back and look at uh, President Obama's speech, there were some black kids up there, some Hispanic kids up there, and the program really didn't do shit. It was what, $200 million for a program for, I don't even think it was federally funded, it was just private corporations, you know, trying to help men of color catch up to other groups. And if we're going on this stigma that you know with the different privileges of cat calling my brother's keeper initiative um and being killed more by police then isn't it a privilege that black women are the most edgy are one of the most educated groups in america is that not a privilege under those under that guys i mean what are we actually saying here what are we trying to say and why does it have to be straight black men why couldn't it just be black men because a lot of times when you talk about toxic masculinity and things of that sorts, you only throw straight brothers under the bus. But we never say shit about our gay brothers and sisters, well, our gay brothers out here fighting women in the street like they just some like they just some nigga off the street, you know, whole ass throwing fist with women pulling hair and doing all that kind of shit. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that kind of behavior because the guy's gay. But he's beating, he thinks that he's a woman and he's beating the shit out of some woman in the street. How many videos have we seen of that? I remember just seeing a video uh, about, I don't know, about three, four months ago of uh, these were boys in class watching a gay boy fight a girl. And they just sitting up there watching because they don't know what to do. You pull the gay nigga up off the woman because you're still a man you're still a boy you still have testosterone your your physical strength is still more and you're physically fighting you see what i'm saying so why won't we address that okay and it seems as if right now it's like every few years we place blame on somebody about the demise of black society but it has to be a black person Remember back in the 80s and the early 90s, we used to shit on black women, the welfare queens and the single mothers. That, that was the issue. And then, you know, kind of in the 90s, well, I'll say in the 80s, during the crack era, it was, you know, welfare queens and shit of that sort. And then in the 90s, it was the predatory gang members and things like that. So it's just all this crab in the barrel mentality 
pulling each other down but nobody wants to talk about how a crab's natural environment is not a fucking barrel you know what i'm saying we're not looking at the barrel builder and who puts who put us in the barrel this is what's crazy and it's just nothing but a smoke screen and a distraction and yvette carnell had uh the brother dr uh tommy j curry on talking about breaking down this article and i just felt it was just so beneath this man to break down this whole ass article because it wasn't even an article it was just the i feel blog post you know but he did have some great statistics this man just deals in facts and black male studies and we're just and he brings up a, an amazing point if this was written by a white man or a white woman the whole black community as a whole would be up in arms but since it's a black man writing this article all of a sudden he's progressive but he's just regurgitating white supremacist talking points and putting it on black men it's just the black boogeyman theory that's all that it is and this is what happens when you have black people you know taking up all these different studies and colleges of white theories and trying to place them on black people but it just doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that at all so it's just puzzling to me to see that come out and then it would hurt was to see jamel hill co-signing this article i was just like god damn for real just how brothers was riding so hard for you on twitter and your own co-workers you know refusing to go on without you and people changing their profile pic to you and then you're like oh very smart brothers dropping some heat and i understand that black folks need to hold each other accountable and absolutely we do we do but we don't need to be shitting on each other like this and just telling blatant lies and what's crazy is you know before you could try to shit on a brother and just say that he was a bitch he was a punk you know then they tried to say you know there was the down low phenomenon them niggas is gay you know them niggas really gay on the low now the new insult is trying to call you a white person calling you an oppressor it's just like what the fuck is next and you know what's crazy how it emphasizes puts an emphasis on straight black men and you know the cdc and sam houston state university they said that those in the lgbtq community suffer intimate partner violence more than straight people but somehow straight black men are brutes and savages you know there's cdc studies done on this on actual intimate partner violence based on sexuality right this is this is just wild you know and i feel like there's a divide between the black community and black feminists and all this other shit now more than ever we all need to be focused on the same threat which is you know systematic racism that's what we need to be focused on and we were focused on it and we are focused on it but it's just you have this bullshit come out like this right and i do believe in the end there is a place for black feminism in the black community but not the type that uses white theory to demonize black men and i'll say it again you know if a white man or woman wrote that article black society would be up in arms but you know it's white talking points and black faces and black face so it's you know it's moving forward it's progressive 
you know um this is just i didn't really want to talk about it i didn't you know i read the article front back side to side and you know and i'm just like what was this guy thinking and it seemed to me that this young brother who wrote this article he's either trying to get a job somewhere or somebody's dangling a carrot in front of his face and it's sad you know that's why it's so important that we need more media outlets and not to sell those media outlets to white corporations because this is what the, this is the type of bullshit that you get that's really all i gotta say that's selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l Alright, so moving on to holding this L, it has to be the female jogger in Colorado Springs who's taking shits out in public in people's yards. So if you don't know, you've been sleeping under a rock. This story has kind of went viral. TMZ reported about it. Daily Mail uh, has been on Jesus and Marrow. I think even E reported about it. There's a woman jogging in a Colorado Springs neighborhood who brings napkins with her because she shits in people's yards despite that there are public restrooms nearby because it's in a neighborhood by a public park so i'm gonna tell y'all something anybody taking a shit in my yard is getting a cat popped right in their asshole especially in front of my kids there was one woman they interviewed and she was talking about her kids caught this woman with her asshole out in her yard taking a shit in front of the kids the kids running the house hey, ew, there's a lady taking a poop and she go outside then the lady's jogging off and says sorry this lady carries napkins with her to wipe her ass and to put on top of the shit okay so you got your ass and your coochie out shitting in front of my young ones there's going to be a red dot on your butt cheek with no regrets and i'm restraining you until the law show up or maybe my wife but this woman is deliberately jogging with napkins to wipe her ass and cover up the piles of shit. Now neighbors have been dealing with this purveyor of poop for about two months, which is amazing to me. Because after I found the first turd in a blanket, I would have been playing Sherlock Holmes. I would have. You know, I'm trying to find out who the fuck is this shitting. And if I catch you, like I said, there's going to be a red dot on your butt cheek right and then what's even crazier a story came out yesterday about some man being a spokesperson for this mystery shitter saying that she can't control her bowels because of gender reassignment surgery or some shit but it looked like to me she had ibs which is irritable bowel syndrome and that shit is real i'm gonna tell y'all a story i don't want to tell this story but I'm going to tell this story. So I was dating this chick. This was back in my early 20s, man. This was back when I was working at motherfucking Blockbuster, right? And her BFF date was dating a guy who worked at a used car lot. And he would always take the cars off the lots. And we would drive him around for the weekend and shit like that, bouncing around to different clubs. And I didn't have a car at the time. And he would always be shitting on me, just talking shit about me. And I found out that this nigga had IBS. He would be talking all this shit to me, you know, just, you know, just, just real slick shit, acting like he was some rich motherfucker when he wasn't, you know, like he had this money and shit. And uh, her BFF told me a story about 
she was having sex with the dude and she was on top riding that nigga dick and he was like oh you gotta hurry him get off just hurry him get off hurry him get off this nigga shat all over the bed when she was on top of him riding that dick and she got shit all over her knees and you know the bottoms of her feet man i ain't looked at that nigga this the same sense man just when he was he'd be talking shit to me i just you know i just be like oh word oh word and both of them the girl i was dating in the bff would be looking at me like don't say nothing don't say nothing don't say nothing but you know i never let the the clip empty on that nigga at all i, n- I never let the chopper fly on him you know because but i knew i had that ace up the sleeve but you know it is what it is but this this shitter this neighborhood shitter uh you know you gotta hold this l you cannot have your asshole out in front of these kids you know that's that's one of them things where you be a goddamn sex offender you know what i'm saying and there's pictures of this woman i don't know if it's a man or a woman now with this bizarre ass story just leaking yesterday but you know that's that's the type of shit that gets you on a sex offender registry list that's gonna fuck up your future and I don't know what why it just happened in these past two months that you figured that you would be out here jogging and shitting for folks. Now, I've heard of marathon runners being out here, you know, running around pissing and shitting on themselves. But I need you to chill the fuck out. So you got to hold this L and the damn neighbors have to hold this L. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Uh, first things first, I have to give it to uh, Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs. Go Spurs, go. Not only for being the coach of the best damn team in the NBA, anybody disagrees with me, fight me, son. Dead ass, B. Uh, but uh, for his comments on Media, media Day, uh, speaking about uh, Trumpito, the Cheeto-in-Chief, and uh you know just speaking the truth about what system that we're dealing with and uh how most white folks don't know what it means to be white in this country and he uh had a beautiful beautiful analogy and he said that being white in america is i'm not saying this verbatim but it was alone this analogy was that being white in america is like having a head start so it's a hundred meter race you being born white you know you got a 50 meter head start and that is the goddamn truth so shout out to him but what i really wanted the real heroes are black women shout out to y'all so there was a poll that just recently came out uh via essence and it showed that uh there has been a steep drop in support of the democratic party um by black women so it went down from 80 it was from 85 percent last year and it went down to 74 percent and that means an 11 percent drop uh from the democratic party and it just said that they you know they feel that it does not represent their best interests and sisters are waking up and i love y'all for that because this two-party system can eat a fucking dick he's giving you two options diarrhea or constipation right and the republicans love to say well, we're the party of lincoln well look what you fucking morphed into and lincoln was a white supremacist himself i don't give a fuck what you think you know the the whole uh 
fairy tale view that you have of this man but look what it's morphed into like the republican party don't even need to cater to black folks anymore because they don't need that vote because they know that white folks are automatically they just need to speak in dog whistles or just outright saying that certain people are going to be harmed it's not white people and they're going to get that vote but then you got democrats who come pandering to us the black community only during election season and we are starting to wake up so i take my hat off to you sisters out there and in this poll it said that the 11 percent they are not jumping over to the republican party most of them are becoming uh independents and about one percent uh will jump over to the republicans so this is a beautiful thing we need to dismantle this two-party system and black folks uh particularly black women is more of y'all than it is of us black men realize the power that you have in your vote and in society you have so much power so much power more than you ever realize so not all heroes wear capes much love and respect to all my sisters out there i love y'all all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth and it's only fitting that we get this quote from brother malcolm and it says you're not to be so blind with patriotism that you can't face reality wrong is wrong no matter who does it or says it so with that said being obedient in this regime with this regime in office you know during these tough times it's a crime uh especially when those in power are misusing it right and if you're silent you're compliant you just seen uh news just broke today it's actually wednesday where i'm recording this portion of the show uh that there was a report that came out that the head of the dea is stepping down because he feels that the president of the united states doesn't have a clear understanding of the law so he's stepping down uh we saw where uh the president fired comey uh the fbi director and now we're seeing more and more news come out about the kremlin and them actually spending over a hundred grand on ads targeting specific groups and one of those groups uh that they acted like they bought like a black lives matter ad and they used that to basically push out racial tensions between blacks and whites here you know uh before the election because they seen the dog whistles or the straight you know overt racism uh campaign that president trump was running on and so they just was adding fuel to the fire by using these uh black lives matter ads targeting citizens in ferguson missouri and baltimore so there's a lot of weird shit going on right now and everybody is just kind of hung up on these protests and things like that but you really need to start looking at the bigger picture and just seeing how this regime is trying to move and how uh the fbi have has been uncovering just more and more involvement from a foreign superpower that infiltrated our uh election process right so this is what um so this is what i mean when you're being compliant being silent is being compliant and being obedient and defending this evil man is just too much you know and this is what we're seeing at the core is white supremacy being disguised as patriotism because as you saw with the uh dallas cowboys kneeling before the anthem was played people were booing them and going off 
on uh, social media and shit like that and destroying their cowboy jerseys and hats and things of that sort so this shows that it's never it never was about patriotism this is about these negroes not doing as they're told that's this is all that it's about right and so when i was explaining it you know episodes ago about white supremacy disguised as patriotism this is what i'm talking about they will go out of their way to disrespect the flag by carrying a nazi flag or confederate flag or disrespecting the flag code by you know uh having a fucking um you know a flag briefs on you know cupping their balls and dick or uh one of these white supremacist women running around here with a flag bikini shoved up her asshole and things of that sorts or you know even got a fucking american flag handkerchief wiping the sweat off their brow or blowing their nose into it you see what i'm saying so it never was about being a patriot or how much patriotism it is remember dr francis crest welsing told us that western culture and western civilization and uh whatever they say is western it just means white supremacy and that's what we're seeing right now these bigots are just out in the open with it right now so uh just keep fighting a good fight don't get caught up in a whole bunch of time wasting and things like that sort you know um one strategy of bigotry is just basically just wasting your time that's that's one of the the core moves of dealing with um racism it's just one of the tactics i should say my bad and uh tony morrison she has a great quote and she says uh the function the very serious function of racism is distraction yeah so time wasting or distraction right so let me read this in full so the function the very serious function of racism is distraction it keeps you from doing your work it keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being somebody says you have no language so you spend 20 years proving that you do somebody says your head isn't shaped properly so you have scientists working on the fact that it is someone says you have no art so you dredge that up somebody says you have no kingdom so you dredge that up none of that is necessary there will always be one more thing and that's the truth uh it's always some time wasting strategy they say that you're not smart enough you know this group of people isn't smart enough this uh group of people uh didn't work hard uh these group of people are savages and things of that sorts and those people saying that know that they're just wasting your time they know the truth deep down they know the truth of your greatness and the power that you and your people have but it's just a tactic to make you feel inferior and to keep wasting your time trying to prove to them that you're worthy and you need to throw that shit out the window keep fighting a good fight don't get distracted by bullshit so that's all i got for this episode much love and respect to y'all out there and uh man what the fuck is going on with your man's ray lewis like i like seeing him down on both knees i knew he was gonna pull that bullshit i was praying and then those uh white supremacists in baltimore want to get his statue removed and boy this motherfucker was backpedaling left and right talking about he wasn't on his knees kneeling in the protest he was praying and all this other shit i've it this this looks like to me uh it reminds me of that episode of the boondocks when uh they were talking about catcher freeman 
and uh when Ke when they were telling the story of catcher freeman and how uh they was telling the truth like how he just kind of got on the side of you know the rebellion of the slaves because it was more of them if you haven't watched that episode of boondocks go watch it on netflix so it basically tells the story of one of the freeman relatives who uh who supposedly led a revolt on his slave plantation uh but in fact he just kind of you know kind of took up arms uh by accident and killed a slave master by accident and then you know it was one of those things where it was like oh shit you know i'm, I'm just kind of caught which side do i choose and uh this is this is what ray lewis uh reminds me of him just he's choosing the white side by right now i'm telling you that right now because they want to take down his statue in front of that gillette stadium or whatever the fuck is called out there in bmore and uh this man is just backtracking and it's, it's just sad to see it's funny but it's sad to see somebody who who has made so much money in the nfl and with endorsements and things like that sponsorships to still be acting like this he doesn't i guess he doesn't have any financial freedom you know um i don't know if he pissed away his money or what but to be that scared and to be that um that much of a bitch just shows you know what kind of character he has you know he can talk greasy all day about other black players and shit like that but uh common white folk he's apologizing he's talking about he's praying and all this other bullshit and it's just it's amazing to see a coon in the corner you know it's like you got a coon a raccoon in the corner and you got the broom about to beat his ass and it's just scrambling and don't know what to do that's what we're witnessing right here but i'm off on a tangent uh you know just much love and respect to y'all out there um i might do a bumpers uh this weekend um if i get back in town in time uh but if not uh, i will be seeing y'all next week and we creeping up on episode 100 so much love and respect to y'all and as always i love y'all one